My friend Matthew's here tonight. He just asked me about it like, oh, like not that long ago, and I'm sure he feels really bad right now. Matthew, totally cool. Like two, three weeks into our friendship before, because it's, you know, it's an understandable to be curious. Welcome to Superthink. Thanks, Teresa. What is Superthink? It's a podcast oh. where, we, where we listen to stories of gratitude that were recorded live. But it's much more. What else is it, Paul? Well, this these podcasts that we have, it's just uh, one derivative of these live storytelling events that we have had um, going on for a couple of years now where uh, people come in, tell stories of things they are grateful for. Yeah. Why do we do it? Well, if you're new to Superthink and you're unfamiliar with our work, our mission is to generate one billion, one billion with a B, random acts of community gratitude or radical acts of community gratitude or is it for stuff that matters community gratitude <laughs> for radical stuff I don't know. so we have this storytelling event and we record it and then we podcast it um this one is from our airing of grievances which comes around every uh december mid-december right before the christmas break um because if you listen to people express gratitude 100% of the time, they start to sound like they might have mental health issues. Yes. And if you hear a person that expresses gratitude all the time, every once in a while, let loose with something that really bugs them, then you know that that thing, that's real. And they're legit. Yeah. And Patrick Griffin, what a great example of both things. Because Patrick has been uh, generous enough to share two stories of gratitude with us, both distinct and really fun. Right, Kara? You know Patrick. Right, so Patrick is a good friend of mine. His first story was about his dad, who's a teacher, and he told it at our Against the Odds event in July 2015. Yeah, and that's a podcast episode, too, if you want to go back and listen to that. Right, so so this particular night was a little bit different because it was a grievance. So Patrick is a native Oregonian. He's a musician, a songwriter, a vintage suit collector who works in label relations at the local music company, CD Baby. And he's also the front man in a band called Leroy Jerome and the Professionals. And he plays drums in a band called Strange Wool. He previously told a story at one of our events, and it was about his dad, who's a teacher. And it was during our Against the Odds event in July 2015. That was a great story he told. I remember it. Uh, so two things. First of all, um, this is kind of difficult. I'm I'm much more of a happy person uh, who likes to give thanks. My last story is uh, was about how great my dad is as a teacher. It was really sweet and kind. Uh, this this is not so. Uh, and, and second of all, uh, I don't know if it's my uh, lapsed Catholic upbringing or my uh, Oregonian passive aggressiveness, but. Uh, this subject is like kind of like uncomfortable for me to talk about, um, but uh, my friend Kara convinced me to to, to do this. So, um, yes, everybody, give a round of applause for all the volunteers that make Super Thank happen. Uh, they work very very hard on on it uh, each week. So, um, I was at a, a Halloween party uh, about a month or so ago. Um, I was dressed as uh, Patrick Bateman from. 
uh, American Psycho, which is an easy costume. It's just a suit, and I slicked my hair back, so not you know not a lot of work. Um, and this guy uh, was kind of looking at me, uh, and then he started to walk over to me at this party I was at. And in that split second, I realized that I've kind of become paranoid uh, because when I see someone walking, over, someone who's been looking at me and start to walk over to me, in my mind, in that split second, I think, please God, just let them ask any other question than the one question that it is every time. Just anything else, anything else. My costume, anything. And this guy walks over to me, and he says, excuse me, I don't mean to be rude. And at that point, I go, okay, thanks, thanks, God. I, I prayed, but nothing. Okay, all right, fine, fine, no, no. Uh, because I, I'm 30 years old. Uh, I, I know uh, the way that I look and the way that society works. So um, here is a quick, a quick sampling of the different various ways people have asked me the, the, um, the question that this fellow was about to ask. Um, why does your hair look like that and your skin look like that? <laughs> um, uh, my favorite, why are you brown? Uh, or my, my favorite, favorite one, my favorite, favorite one was a guy who came up to me and he said, excuse me, I don't mean to be rude, but are you aware the damage that tanning beds do to your skin cells? <laughs> and the funniest thing about it was I said, Actually, my uncle is a scientist who works with skin diseases, and yes, I am more than aware of the damage that tanning beds do. He's told me very many times, tell all of your friends, because obviously it's not a problem for you, tell all your friends to stay away from tanning beds because they're dangerous. So all of you in the crowd tonight, please do stay away from tanning beds. They are very dangerous. Uh, the science is just doesn't back them up. But so I, 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 uh, I understand people's curiosity. I understand uh, people having a question and wanting to understand more about other people that they see around them. What I don't understand is this, I don't know if it's an American idea that everything has to be categorized and placed and explained and uh, you know, put into a nice box for people to understand. So they can leave that party and they say, huh, I met a uh, uh, but, uh, mix. Uh, what do you what what do you call that? And that is the other problem that we have is we don't really have a good term. Uh, mix sounds kind of weird. Uh, biracial sounds a little clinical. Um, and my 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 favorite that people have tried to explain to me is mulatto. See now, uh, not not a lot of people understand know this, but uh, the term mulatto came um, with Spanish settlers in Mexico. There was two terms, mulatto and mestizo. Um, it was derived from the word mule, as in half donkey, half horse. Um, I, I don't know which, which of my parents is the donkey or the horse, so I don't like that one very much. As I've explained to people, I, I, I'm not a mule. I'm a person. Um, but so <laughs> um, because this is Portland and because people are generally nice and open and uh, want to be nice and open, when I say... Uh, when they say, what is your ethnicity or your nationality, and I say black and white, people usually like to respond with a flurry of what they think will be like compliments, but they mostly come out with like sounding like I'm in like a dog show or something. It's like, you are just like a golden statue. Like your hair and your skin is like the same color. Like it's, it's golden. Or, or my favorite was, you know, and I get this a lot is, 
you have the best of both worlds. Like you've got like, you know, it's like a perfect mix. And it makes me feel like I'm like one of those dogs. Like you have like cocker spaniel ears and like a schnauzer nose. And it's, per- it's perfect. It's what I would breed. Um, <laughs> right? So you know what I mean? You know what I mean? Like, it, like uh, when people say that to me, that's all I think is like, so I'm, I'm bred well? Like I don't. I, I, that's not, that's not really what the point is, um, advice is. So, so this guy at the party, um, he, he started off with, uh, excuse me, I don't mean to be rude. And because I had had a couple drinks, I, uh, very calmly looked at him, stood up and left the room. Um, <laughs> I know it was a little rude. It was a little rude. I, 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 but I was honestly, I was at the party to talk to girls, not to guys. So, uh, uh, so I left the room, and he came, found me in the next room, and he said, no, 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 I, I, I didn't mean to be rude. And I said, I understand that you don't mean to be rude, but maybe think about for a second how many times someone's probably asked me this question at a party full of people that I don't really know. And now think about how many times someone's ever asked you that question at a party you don't really know. And he said, well, no one's ever asked me that before. And I said, exactly. So maybe... I can go talk to that cute girl over there, and you can go talk to that cute girl over there, and your night can just go on with a little bit of mystery. And he said, but I was just curious. You know, I, I wasn't trying to offend. And, I, and I, I reminded him, I said, there are more and more interracial couples, biracial couples, multiracial, all sorts of different types of couples. So there's going to be more and more people like me with straight hair and brown skin uh, looking you know, in all sorts of different ways. We're going to have to get used to it. There's going to be more and more people who, when you go to them and say, what's your ethnicity? They're going to say, I don't know. I'm adopted. Or I don't know. I don't know. We're going to have to get more and more used to this idea of people who just look different and are going to look different. So the next time you see somebody uh, who uh, looks like me or looks a little different than what you're not used to, um, don't ask, why are you brown? Uh, you guys look like a nice crowd, so I'm sure that you guys are getting that already. Um, <laughs> maybe get to know uh, that person a, a, a while uh, before before bringing it up. Um, my friend Matthew's here tonight. Um, he just asked me about it like like not that long ago, and I'm sure he feels really bad right now. Matthew, totally cool. Like two three weeks into our friendship before, because it's you know it's an understandable to be curious. Um, so get to know people uh, before you uh, want to put them in, in a small box. Uh, that's all I want to say. So thanks a lot to everyone for listening to my story. Wow, thanks to Patrick Griffin for that very special airing of Grievance. Right, so I'm guessing some people might be wondering, just in case they didn't catch it, Patrick is mixed race. His dad's black and his mom is is white and she's got blonde hair. So, um, so Patrick mentioned earlier in the story that I'd encourage him to share this one, even though he was pretty uncomfortable with the subject and and you know people in the room who might have asked him about this at one time or another. But being friends with Patrick, I've actually had a lot of people ask me about <laughs> what his background is they, too. They know not to ask him. Right, right. So they go around the bend. So my favorite, I have to say, was when one of my friends told me he looks like an Oscar, you know, like a trophy. Oh. Because 
Patrick has this skin that's it's kind of like a golden color. He says it's brown. He's it's pretty golden in his hair. It's light colored. It's kind of sandy. It's it's not blonde, but it's not quite brown either. So apparently, to some people, that makes him look like an Oscar. <laughs> so, why ask at all? I guess is the question that I. Yeah. I share that. I share that inquiry. But I think Patrick nails it though when he says it's just sort of people have to some people cannot resist that urge to to answer, you know, they they can't have they have to have every question answered. Well, right, it's like okay. what what are they going to do with that information once mm-hmm. they have it, right? Why yeah, does it That's matter? what it is. Yeah. Is what are they going to do with it? Peace of mind. Is it that feeling of, "Oh, well, I'm right." Yeah. That's what I, I don't thought. No, it's so strange. I did that to my friend once. I waited like three years and I asked her why. Why did she look vaguely sort of Asian? And her face fell. And I was like, oh my God. Why Why did she? Yeah, I know, right? I, I didn't. And now I almost, mm-hmm. part of me kind of wants to know too, but I, the other part of me is like, wait, no, doesn't it doesn't matter. matter. No. It's funny. I've been going to parties wrong because I, maybe that guy was uh, flirting with him. How does he know that that guy I at the party wants to, wants to go flirt with that pretty girl over there? there. <laughs> you would flirt with Patrick Griffin, too, if you saw him at a party. So that story was told at our second annual airing of Grievances show. That was in December 2015 at Eastburn in Portland. Our next event is coming up February 2016. It'll be February 9th. It's also at Eastburn. It starts at 7 p.m. The doors are at 6.30 and um, hey, Teresa, how can people get more information about it? Oh, that is a great question. But first, I would like to urge everyone who's planning on going to get there a little earlier than you have in the past if you've been to previous <laughs> ones, because they're getting a lot more crowded a lot sooner in the evening. So I've been struggling to find seats myself. Um, you can go to superthink.org for more information about our upcoming event in February natural selection to find out how you can get tickets or get involved or simply spread the word about Superthink. Thanks for listening, everybody. And of course, special thanks to the composer of the music on this podcast, Poddington Bear. <laughs>